Welcome to Time for Nach, for the 19th parak of Sefer Malachim Aleph. We've just encountered the formidable event that is Eliyahu and Harakarmel. And there's one thing, a lesson that is worth noting, I think something that's very powerful, is that Eliyahu and Harakarmel, he has a very interesting kind of calling, almost at the beginning, and he says, says the people decide, if you're going to serve Baal, serve Baal. If you're going to serve Hashem, serve Hashem. Ad Masai, how long are you How long are you going to hedge your bets and serving them both? Choose. The question is, what do you mean choose? You're going to give them an option to serve Baal? Of course not. <laughs> Just say serve Hashem. What do we know? What are you doing? Serve, don't serve both. Either serve Baal or serve Hashem. What, what kind of thing is that? They answer the following. It's a very deep idea that as long as you're hedging your bets, you don't really have any conviction. If you're choosing Baal, at least you have conviction, you're serving one. If you're serving Hashem, you've got the right option. You've chosen correctly, at least you've got conviction. If you're serving both, then you're cheating yourself, right? Then, as the Gemara says, that being a Ramai is worse than Shogeg. Being a Ramai, cheating yourself, you're never going to grow because you're always thinking you're right and hedging your bets. It doesn't work. We find in Bereshit, essentially, two characters, very opposites, but two had convictions and another one didn't. Who were they? Avram had convictions. He smashed the idols. He served Hashem. Right? Terach also had convictions. Terach was, uh, you know, got, tried to throw his son in the fire. But eventually the Medrash says Terach repented. He did shiva. Why? Because he had convictions. He was following what he thought was right. And when eventually he realized that the idols were wrong, see the chiva. Haran, in contrast, wasn't like that. Haran was watching Avram being thrown into the fire. And he said, look, if Avram survives, I'll be with him. If he doesn't, I won't be with him. And when he was thrown into the fire, he died. Because he didn't have convictions. He was just, so to speak, hedging his bets. Uh, this parak, parak 19, were after Eliyahu and Harakaramel. But nevertheless, there is a repercussion of it. And that's like this, Izevel. Izevel is a queen, not the best queen put it lightly, she threatens to kill Eliyahu because he'd killed all these prophets, these false prophets, the Baal worshippers. And so he runs off to Beersheba and he begs Hashem to end his life. Eliyahu slept. He awakens twice when an angel tells him, eat. He walks for 40 days. He travels to Chorev and he takes refuge in a cave. Hashem then appears to Eliyahu and says, you know, why have you come to the cave in Chorev? And Eliyahu explains that he's hiding because he's in danger for fulfilling what you Hashem had told me. Eliyahu is told, go back to the mountain, uh, and he sees wind, an earthquake, and a raging fire. These are the famous psukim about where Hashem is. A voice says that Hashem isn't any powerful, all of these powerful forces, but Hashem is heard in cold mamadaka, a still, thin sound. What does that mean? So the Malbim says that Eliyahu was too harsh with the people, and he was told to, to restrain himself. Hashem is not in the force, in the wind, and the fire, etc. Hashem is cold mamadaka, subtle. Subtle, refined, not always needing to represent or to express yourself powerfully. Um, uh, at that point, it says Hashem instructs Eliyahu to appoint Chazal as king of Aram. Interesting, Hashem is telling Eliyahu to appoint a king of Aram. Um, and Yehu should be king of Israel. Hashem then tells Eliyahu to appoint Elisha as the next Navi because Eliyahu had criticized the people too much. Whilst the role of the Navi is to protect the people, to uplift the people as the Radak says, Yehu went on to kill every idolater, leaving 7,000 Jews, and Elisha would kill those who succeeded in evading Yehu, kind of double 
act almost. Elisha then says goodbye to his parents. He cooks Eliyahu a meal, which signifies accepting his, his position as Eliyahu's helper, his attendant, and also his successor. That is the 19th parak of Malachim Aruch.